A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by the Center for Addiction and Mental Health here in Toronto. Cutting-edge, state-of-the-art, compassionate facility. Right now, it is Mental Health Awareness Week. This is the time when they need you most. This is the time when you can make a real difference when it comes to doing something about the mental health crisis and the devastating opioid epidemic, the overdose epidemic that we're currently experiencing, losing 20 people every day. They need your help. Donate at camh.ca slash CanadaLand to help CAMH treat addiction and build hope. This episode of Canada Land is brought to you by Douglas, a mattress that is trusted by more than 200,000 Canadians from coast to coast to coast. It's a great mattress at a very reasonable price point. Comes with a 20-year warranty and a great deal for our listeners. Douglas is giving you a free sleep bundle with each mattress purchase. Get the sheets, pillows, mattress, and pillow protectors free with your Douglas purchase Today. Visit Douglas.ca slash CanadaLand to claim this offer. That is Douglas.ca slash CanadaLand. No, but I just don't know if I have the right answers or any answers for you. All right. But whatever. A lot of people ask me who made that song, who made the Canada Land theme song. The answer is so-called. So-called, as we are all aware, is uh, Canada's most famous gay, klezmer, hip-hop, fusionist, puppeteer, magician. He just is, okay? So-called's kooky novelty music, the cookbooks he makes with his mom, his musical theater, and his gag cartoons have been celebrated by the Canadian press throughout his career. The NFB made a documentary about him. He's big in France. He's been nominated for Junos in the world music and classical categories. But before all of that, before all of that, so-called was just Joshy Dolgan, guy I went to school with in Montreal. He wore his grandfather's clothes. Uh, he never smelled too good. He, he was a jogger and uh, he would jog his transportation. He would run in Montreal in the winter in his grandfather's clothes to get from one place to the next. He was just this kid who lived in this crumbling basement apartment in Mile End. Actually, he still lives there. Look, uh, this is not an unbiased introduction. Josh Dolgan and I were friends. We made cartoons together, comic books, animated films. We got a grant from the Canada Council as we graduated university to make a short claymation film. It was supposed to take us three months. It took us three years. Three years of our youth playing with clay dolls under hot lights in my Montreal apartment. The best thing that Josh Dolgan and I ever did was stop working together. 
His new album, People Watching, from Dare to Care Records, is in stores now. And Joshy Dolgan, so-called, will be here in a minute. Wait for it. This episode of Canada Land is brought to you by Nicole Cohen, Drew Melvin, Kevin Royal, Lucas Gerber, Elena Potter, Mark Neary, Tarek Jabout, Justin Dignant, Alex Denay, and Ryan Feely. Ryan, why did you decide to be awesome? I'd say because I've been a fan of NPR's On the Media for a while, I think Canada has needed an equivalent, and Canadian media generally makes you feel like nothing important is going on, and uh, something I think we should really support, and I encourage all my friends to contribute, and they did too. This episode is brought to you by the Center for Addiction and Mental Health. Right now, there is an opioid crisis. Right now, there is a mental health crisis. But right now, it is Mental Health Week. And what that means is you can do something about these crises. You can help people. You can help CAMH save lives. They offer treatment with dignity, and they are doing cutting-edge research. I don't know if anybody listening to this is untouched by this crisis. You can see it in the downtown of every city in this country. You certainly feel it in Toronto. This is not something happening to other people. These are our friends. These are our communities, our families. We are all touched by addiction. We are all touched by the mental health crisis, and we all share responsibility to do something about it. Helping CAMH is something you can do about it. Help change mental health care forever. Your support will help CAMH build a future where nobody is left behind. Donate at camh.ca slash CanadaLand to help them treat addiction and build hope. This episode is brought to you by Douglas, a mattress trusted by more than 200,000 Canadians from coast to coast to coast. Trust is important. There are a lot of mattress lies out there, a lot of mattress liars And I I didn't intend the pun, but it occurred to me that there is one as I was saying those words. Listen, I am not lying to you. Uh, I have uh, experienced the Douglas mattress. It is an exceptional mattress at a surprisingly affordable price point. It is a mattress that sleeps cool, doesn't have that weird thing in the summer where the mattress gets like an oven. It's a very good product. It's delivered to your house in a box. You don't have to go to a big mattress store. It is a medium firm mattress, which is what Canadians prefer, and it comes with a 365-night trial and a 20-year warranty. What more can I tell you? Douglas is giving our listeners a free sleep bundle with each mattress purchase. Get the sheets, pillows, mattress, and pillow protectors free with your Douglas purchase today. Visit douglas.ca slash CanadaLand to claim this offer. This episode is also brought to you by Sure Design T-Shirts. Now, this is a T-shirt company located in Chiang Mai, Thailand. And the t-shirts that Sure Design makes are, are unique. They are uniquely designed. They have incredible graphical, sometimes tribal designs, but they are especially unique in, in the fabric. They, they are made of this sort of crinkly, soft cotton. It's all natural fibers. It's all ethically produced stuff. They are unreasonably soft and comfortable. Sure Design also makes yoga wear and bags, and they sell fair trade handmade jewelry, some of it by tribal peoples of Thailand. And if you go on their website and you like their stuff and you want to sell it, you can do wholesale transactions right off of their website. If you have your own store or a yoga studio here in Canada, you can get their product shipped internationally at wholesale rates. People, there is no better place to buy your locally sourced Thai t-shirt products than Sure Design t-shirts. Have a look at the many, many products they have on offer at suredesigntshirts.com. So still- we didn't, we did not take advantage of it. Like we, we ate like disgusting junkies. Us, you mean? Yeah. Students. We were poor. Yeah. Give us a break. Yeah. Though I can't see you doing much better now. <sighs> oh. Like, do you? You either. 
Do you go you to have two kids and you have a podcast? That happens too. Yeah. No, like do you. I don't know. This is another topic entirely. That's not where I wanted to start. <laughs> Why not? If you want to. Come on. Below the belt, Brown. Come on. We'll, we'll start where you wanted to start. You I want, don't know. Where do you want to start? You want to talk Why about Why am theme? I here? <laughs> Why did you ask to be here? Because <laughs> I want to promote my new record. You want to promote your new record? Mm-hmm. So what is it like to mix up klezmer and hip-hop? Where did you get that idea to well, do such a wacky thing? Well, Jesse, obviously you haven't been doing your research because uh, that was very 10 years ago. Yeah. Now I mix up all genres, not just klezmer. No. There's dance hall. There's funk. There's reggae. There's rigadon. How's that working for you to like shed the hook that got everybody interested in you in the first place? It's working finally. Yeah, yeah it's a relief. Klezmer was like a was an albatross. A bit, a bit of a Yiddish albatross. Yeah, but uh, I, like I haven't actually shed it. It was it's an important sort of part of my story, and I still. I still draw from that a lot. You just undercut your own narrative that you're peddling. You're like, no, it's not klezmer, but it actually still is a well, little bit. Well, I'm not going to say that I totally, like, jumped ship on the thing that sort of got me into making music in the first place. I don't even care. What You wanted to talk about the theme song. You had Sure, let's talk about the theme All song. Right, let's, let's talk, talk about, about what matters. Your theme song. <laughs> I get regular emails saying that it's the best theme song. I know. What's wrong with these people? They're crazy. <laughs> it's just a stupid beat. I make those all the time. It's just the right beat. It just sort of works. It kind of worked. You didn't believe me at, at first, did you? Remember well, I had to convince you and it was like late and there was a deadline and you're like, I need it by now. And I gave it to you and you're like, this is not right. And I said, come on, use it, you dumbass. And you did. And now look. <laughs> this is why you didn't make it in journalism. You blew the deadline. <laughs> I, I, I did not <laughs> blow the deadline. That is a total lie. We can look at the email chain. I did today. Okay. Yeah. April, uh, August 14th, <laughs> okay. uh, 2013. Hey, you know, can you make me a beat? I've got a podcast coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, I can pay you. I just need oh. it by Labor Day. Oh, I offer that. It's an independent can, project. There's me. no real budget. I can, I can pay you. Oh, you, you know, can, you I can't can pay, pay much, but I can pay you. Oh, you, know? you, you could pay me. And you're like, give me a deadline. And I'm like, great. What should I pay? You never answered. So I said, I need it by Labor Day. I got the actual song, mm-hmm. like everything that I needed, November 11th. <laughs> That's when I had the deliverables in. But it's a wonderful beat. It's a, it's a great theme song. Yeah, I had it kicking around. And when you said you needed a theme song, it's what came to mind. You're so, getting me drunk, Brown. What are we drinking here? This today? is uh, a Buffalo Trace bourbon. Mm. You don't play well with others, which is strange because you're like, like that's what you do. Yeah, is you play with others. Yeah, I collaborate. Yeah, that's sort of what I. Yeah, that's what I'm known for. So, like, like your stuff <laughs> at its worst is like freak showish, like, and at best, and at best. Well, let me just okay. <laughs> dwell on the word. Like, it's like, look at this other thing I found, guys. Mm-hmm. You know, look at this. Mm-hmm, Here's mm-hmm, some, mm-hmm. I, I found this old guy, you know. Yeah. And, um, well, hopefully, I mean, I agree with you. Yeah. And I think I'm getting better. Yeah. At, at collaborating and at creating one thing, but bringing a lot of different people together and making everybody feel pretty good about it. What's changed? What's different in what you're doing now than then? I mean, probably when I started, it was more of an agenda. There's like, I'm going to take this Yiddish music, maybe, and I'm going to make it in, I'm going to mix it with this hip hop that I love. And I'm going to take these old Jewish records. And, and when you hear it, you're like, oh, that's a mix of Yiddish music and hip hop. And it's, he's, he's made it, he's made Yiddish music, this sort of lost culture and this lost aesthetic. He's made it contemporary. Okay, cool. And I stand behind it. I mean, I think, uh, I think my Ghetto Blaster album, like people 
like it as much as any 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 records I've ever done, or even the so-called Seder, which was sort of the first thing that got my name around. Uh, but now I'm just I'm not. I realize I just like music. I don't really want it to beat me over the head with a sort of <laughs> with an ideological message. I just want to make catchy ass tunes. And I can draw from my own culture with it. I can play around with somebody else. I can bring in different voices and I can just make catchy tunes. You're like reading off of your press release now. No, like but it's, it's, it's true. I mean, I wrote my press release, so so it's it reflects. Yeah, but I was there. Even then you resented the reduction of what you were doing to like, he's, you know, he's, he's mixing. He, he put his peanut in, in our chocolate butter. Like, huh. uh, I didn't know. Uh, I, I don't remember resenting it then because. You did. Because you, even then you weren't, it wasn't just like, I'm deliberately going to put Klezmer and hip hop together and people are going to freak out. You were, you like, even then there was like soul and country stuff in it. And it, it was. Well, there's always tons of elements just because I was sampling from so many different records. So even before I started working with actual other styles and other musicians there was already it was already a mishmash of, of stuff but what got me noticed and what got me working and what sort of cursed me into this life of making music was that mix of Jewish stuff and hip hop what got you noticed is the mix of klezmer and, and, and hip hop what you set out to do deliberately I don't know if it was that specific I, th- no. I, I, I think you were just trying to play with I mean at first I was trying to just make hip hop yeah and I did and that was fine but I was just sort of another guy making hip hop. I remember like that's juicy was a big word for you. <laughs> if something had analog grit and fullness, mm-hmm. you were always – we went on a road trip to New Orleans and you were crate digging. Like like it's incredible to see this vinyl explosion now. Right when digital was kind of like like mm-hmm. just charging forward and things were getting more and more synthy, you were – and that was a Montreal thing too is you were interested in vintage typography mm-hmm. and – like all of this arcane ephemera and if it was evocative in that way, if it had that handmade mm-hmm. quality to it, that is what I think grabbed you. Yeah. Yeah. I I, ugh, I don't remember, man. I smoked a lot of weed. It's been 20 years since we since then, you know? And at first, when I wasn't so self-conscious, it was really, really liberating for me to sample from the detritus of my own culture it was it was so nice to not be just stealing from african-american music and i was like stealing from this awesome funky music that nobody gives a shit about and giving that a new life or whatever or like just sharing just making people say what the hell is that sound Even well yeah you're being careful now not to say like that you're the savior of this old stuff but i mean like that really <laughs> Like that was – I remember you made a documentary. Okay, okay. I'm the savior of that old stuff. Well, there was a sense of responsibility in Montreal around it where like you could see in the, in the rubble of a building mm-hmm. an old sign from some like Jewish bakery that would be mm-hmm. thrown out tomorrow if you didn't haul it into your basement apartment. And it's still there. There was like an archival – like there was a responsibility. Yep. And, we, and we were yeah, taking yeah. pictures of the city because like yeah, now yeah, it's yeah. all like Bearson, the, the gravestone yeah. place I just read. Yeah. Is, is like, Benz is gone. Simcha's fruit. Market yeah, is gone. Stuff from the 30s, 40s, 50s. Saint Laurent Bakery yeah. yeah. It was disappearing rapidly. It was mm-hmm. only there because Montreal went through the Depression. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it, we, so we, we were forgot. in this position of like, oh, we can – nobody gives mm-hmm, a damn. Mm-hmm. Like that was something that was important. Like there was a, a sense of like yeah. somebody's got to – Absolutely. I still feel the responsibility of, of keeping and then not just keeping it to myself but like getting it out. That's yeah. the key. A lot of people sort of keep and hoard, and that's great because maybe they're sort of protecting it a little bit. But for me, it's like, okay, 
I have like a library in my apartment now. Like it's insane. I have so much crap. <laughs> yeah. So that's great for me, sort of, but I can't sample it fast enough. I can't use it, which is why I really started collecting crappy old records was to use it. It was like useful. That's what at least what I told myself. But now it's like I have thousands of records and it's there's some fucking cool shit in there that like the world should hear. Like I would love people to just hear it and enjoy it. So Ugh, that's that's hard. Didn't you like have some kind of partnership going with some uh, library or some archive? And, um, well, actually, the Jewish Public Library. Whenever they get records in, they give me a call because they don't keep records. So last week, I went in and g- grabbed a whole bunch of seventy eights. This guy Eddie Paul, who works at the library, just emails me, "Hey, got a bunch more records in." So I uh, people know me now in that city. Yeah. As a, as a as a sort of safe house for for lost culture. Yeah. Where's I going with all this? I don't know, Jesse. Bring it back. You're the professional here. I'm just, I'm an accordion player. Give me a break. Oh, yeah. Um, You'd made this documentary on the Golden Age Orchestra home. Like, like, Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. like, there was this, these, they were like demented. They were like, they had like a year left, each of them. These old Yiddishers who were playing, they were like in a a brass band? What were they? It was just, it was the Golden Age Association Orchestra. And uh, it was in an old age home, actually right behind the Jewish Public Library. Yeah. And yeah, whatever. They're 90 million years old and they still played together every week in this orchestra led by a hundred million year old man, David Katz, who died shortly after I finished the film. A lot of them were classically trained Mm -hmm. from their youth in Europe Mm -hmm. and knew klezmer music that nobody even has anymore, Mm -hmm. but they were all losing their minds. And so it sort of took on this... hold their instruments anymore. Yeah. It was cacophonous like a Tom Waits kind of thing or something. Yeah, like, yeah. And they all had, they had what you were looking for. Like their faces were so evocative and juicy and they had analog faces, right? Like it was everything that happened there, including the rivalries between them and the animosities. And Mm -hmm. there was just so much. So we had a documentary class with Gary Bytel, who would later actually direct a NFB documentary about you. Mm -hmm. And you made this documentary about the Golden Age Orchestra and, and you were there, you did the fly on the wall thing. Mm-hmm. You got people to be themselves. You recorded the music. You you archived people who needed to be archived. And you got these amazing unguarded moments. And then it was just sort of like a shapeless thing. And what I remember... What, what was the shapeless thing? The product, the actual documentary. I remember... Check it out. It's still, it's <laughs> online. See, you're, you're so proud. No, I still, I love that movie. I remember you sent it off to some, I don't remember who, some documentarian who you respected mm-hmm. for their opinion. Mm-hmm. And they took the time, like, completely just, uh, you know, as a favor to, like, mm-hmm. tell you what they thought. And, and, and what they said was, like, you've got a lot of really good footage here of a really interesting subject, but there's no story, there's no arc, you know. Actually, there was. And, well, yeah, and you just couldn't accept the criticism. No. You know? No. Right on. It's yeah. the way to be. You gotta be. You gotta believe in your shit, even if you're completely deluded. I think. If the thing put a link to that movie too. Would you? So I would people, uh, so absolutely. Can, no, it yeah. should be seen. I mean, those people are all dead. I remembered that you're just like, and you and you didn't like give the criticism a second thought. You're like, nope, he's wrong. Uh, was what was like, it? Would Chili Gonzalez call you a maximalist? Was that who called yeah, you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and so I've gotten better at not trying to stuff it all in. Yeah. Still pals with Chili, by the way. He was over at my house last week. Have you heard his new record? No. It's awesome. Is it? Oh, God. Is it more piano stuff? It's called Chambers, and it's with, uh, he wrote, like, chamber music, like string quartet with piano. It's fucking brilliant. Like, he's, 
is insane. There was this moment in Montreal that, like, there was a huge wellspring of music that came out of that mm-hmm. time in Montreal. Like, that's that was, those were the streets in that time in those neighborhoods that Arcade Fire came out of, and all of those bands and that and Pop Montreal, all of that stuff that you loathed, <laughs> that you you despised, all of that indie rock music. <laughs> yeah, um, pretty much. Yeah. You. That stuff always connected more with me than you. Mm-hmm. Like you were not a white guy. Uh, well, yeah, I can't. Yeah, I guess I like some white music. I guess can't think of much off the top of my head. What Bulgarian uh, music? They're pretty white. Serbians, Romanians. Country music's cool. Yeah, yeah. The Leuven yeah. Brothers. What? I got you into the Leuven Brothers. You were like any. You were into anything other. Like if, if it was if it was mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. trying to describe your experience, you you seem to have a distaste for it. Yeah, maybe like when things are too close for comfort. Yeah, kind of vibe. I don't know what the word is for the like the mix of emotions that I experienced watching your your career go on. Kind of pride and all kinds of positive stuff uh-huh. in there, and then like all this kind of like bittersweet, like and not you're like, really doing this, eh? Oh, I'm going there. Okay, because I don't know. I thought I was here to promote my new record. People watching on uh, Dare to Care Records. Have you heard my podcast? <laughs> yeah. Has anyone ever promoted a record on this show? But no. I can't listen to your, I mean, like, I can't listen to your podcast, for yeah. instance. Like, you know what I'm saying? Okay. I've heard a couple episodes, but just because we were so close, it's like, it's like you don't want to run into your ex-wife. You don't want to go, or husband, and like, you don't want to see what the, ugh, even if you've become friends again, it's just like, ugh, it kind of hurts. It's too close for comfort. Yeah. So when I hear your voice... <laughs> And I, I can, I see you in my mind. I'm like, oh, it's Jesse Brown. And I'm, and again, like exactly the same. There's a mixture of real pride and like, yeah, wow. And not, not just pride, but like kind of a selfish, like, I know that guy. Like when you're making it, I'm like, yeah, Jesse Brown, he's an old friend of mine. But like, uh, I just, it's, I can't, I can't listen to it because I just know you too well. You know what I'm saying? And maybe it's the same when you listen to my music. Or, or see what I'm doing. You know yeah, I'm I mean? like, oh, he's still rapping. He shouldn't do that. Like, I'm yeah. like that. And and a podcast is spending time with someone, you know? Yeah, and like, yeah. and it's powerlessly spending time <laughs> with someone. You can't tell them they're an asshole or right. an idiot. And so, same with music. Yeah. You're listening to my tune. You're in my I'm captive world. to your Dolgany, do little it. joshy place. Get it. People watching. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's odd. And, 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 and then I also worry about you. I, I, I actually worry about Come you. Come on. What do you worry about? I, I'm having so much fun, Jesse Brown. Yeah. I'm a single man. Yeah. I live in my – this. I have a little dog. I fuck my brains out. I'm getting laid all the time. I party. Are you, are you party. still gay? I'm still gay. Yeah. Uh, 100%? 120%. Yeah. Uh, you know, I figured out how to get laid, you know, probably since I knew you. Good. Cause I mean, they, I had, they, I have, I've had more sex this week than you had with different partners in your whole life. I don't doubt it. You, and yeah. Don't, so don't worry about you is what you're saying. Like, yeah, don't worry about me. I do whatever I want. I, I, I come up with projects. I make them. I work with amazing people around the world. I travel my ass off. I pay the rent. I eat food. I take a shit. I do my laundry. It's like, it's fine. But thanks for your concern. Is I worry it, about you. Do you? Oh, yeah. What do you worry? I worry about someone's going to come and assassinate you. For <laughs> I all worry this shit about disturbing. that, <laughs> Do you feel any kind of Peter Pan syndrome thing? Like, I, I worry about how long you can do that. Yeah, like, are you going to burn out? Sure. Burn out? I mean, burn out what? Like, what like happens you're, you're, to me? You're so successful, and yet you're a working musician, right? You don't have a hit on the shelf that's going to make you money in your old age. Mm-hmm. You, you got to go. Except for the As It Happens theme. Except for the As It Happens theme <laughs> remix. 
why the royalty is really nice off that? Is that is that okay? No, but it's a little something something. <laughs> That's good. And actually, as a musician, it's all about just having a lot of little something something. Yeah, yeah. Or a couple biggies. You're going to interview Jay Baruchel tomorrow. Yeah. Well, my song, Work With What You Got, was the closing theme for Goon, you know? Okay. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And it, like, because of that, it was listened to a, mil- a bunch of times. I don't and- worry about you, like, going broke. I worry about you not knowing how to live in any other way but this sort of globe-trotting, mm-hmm. manic. It was interesting because you were the, the most social person I ever knew, but you never really socialized. Like, you were always, you lived making stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, people would just come by and smoke weed with you and you'd make stuff with them and then you'd go on the road and you were just always producing. Still doing it. Yeah. And and like there are certain kind of human relationships that I, I worry like, mm. like, oh, like does that leave room for those things to happen? Hmm. It's a struggle. Life is not easy, I wouldn't say. But like every day is an adventure. I'm totally free. I feel blessed. You know? Yeah. Even though I don't have any of the trappings of sort of like, uh, whatever. I don't own a house. I don't have a family. Like I don't have all those things. Square that life have. stuff. You know, it's like, it's also about being gay a little bit. Like, it's Not kind of. Really? It's, yeah, it's, it's harder. It's different. Like, it's not. There's the there's different sort of. Uh, there's different, like, standards and different sort of, uh, like, uh, indications of success, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't want a family. I don't. I'm, I don't. I'm not missing. The the I'm not jealous of like of of people and their domestic sort of bliss blisses. Yeah, sure. I'd love to have a mansion and live in a mansion with a big big old yard in the back. Whatever. Like I, I don't know. Somehow I've found a sense of uh, this. I don't know. I'm, ful- I'm su- somehow fulfilled. For a while, I was probably unfulfilled and frustrated. Why isn't it blowing up? Why haven't I made it? Well. What's making it, you know? Like, I just put out this new album, got tons of press, tons of great feedback from people, did a super huge, like, absolutely sold out, insane, you know, record release party. People love it, you know, they hear it on the radio. It's like, they care about the art I'm making. I made a little book from with my mother, did a book book launch at my favorite bookstore, uh, Drawn and Quarterly, and like my mother came to Montreal and, and demonstrated yeah. how to make knishes. And you and, did like, shows, you did these live theatrical, like you, like you I've stuff. written two musicals yeah. and had them performed around the world. Yeah, uh, I've made you know a million records. I produce other people's records. I'm, f- it's all good. Yeah, I mean I'm a success, which is actually really scary because I'm a success and I am a schlepper. I'm a piece of shit loser, but I'm a success in the music world. Oh, God. you're a hustler twenty four seven. I don't know. Like, yeah, but you know what I mean, like, uh, like. To to just pay for my life with the with the creativity that I that I yeah. generate, like that's lucky. That's a gift that very few people get to. Yeah, a lot of super super talented friends of mine have to work too. You know. Well, it's interesting to hear you say like uh, you, that it bothered you for some time. Why haven't I blown up? Why haven't I made it? And mm-hmm. I, it's I, I want to talk about that in a Canadian context because like I, I don't know that there's a newspaper or a magazine that hasn't written a big glowing profile of you right. like, and so what you get like the nominations for different awards yeah. like you're established yeah. you, 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 <laughs> and that's you it. had this Jean Gameshi interview you did what? the whole easy you, you know you, you've, you've gotten easy brown you've gotten the full blessing of Canadian arts that's not wealth right, right? Mm-hmm. do you like get grants and stuff like that sure yeah yeah not too many. Sometimes I don't get grants. I just made this new record without the help of anybody <laughs> who gives money to people who make records. Uh, and then I didn't get any money to make the video. Yeah. So I had to pay for it all myself. 
That's great. Um, You're not making a living off record sales, are you? I guess not. Like you take, a, you get a little bit here, you get a little bit there, you yeah, put it all together. It's concertizing and commissions and producing other people's records, and yeah, just whatever the the hustle. It feels like you have actually more commercial success in Europe than here, but you have, but you are established here. Like all my records came out in France. And that's where I have a touring life, and that's where I can fill halls, you know, and bring my music. Yeah. Uh, and here it's just really my second and a half album. One of the albums was a musical, so that sort of doesn't count. But it's weird. Interesting math you're doing there, but okay. No, but it's like it wasn't so-called. It was like this weird puppet show musical. So it came out as an album, but whatever. Actually, Canadians have had ample opportunity to make you into a big deal here and, and, and to, like, engage with your stuff and come sell out concert yeah, halls. Yeah, sort of. But I just haven't toured much here. You know, yeah. I haven't toured much here. I didn't have a label presence. And I'm neither fish nor fowl, like, on it, every level. I'm that too, might be more it. I'm too Quebec for the rest of Canada. Yeah. I'm too Anglophone for Quebec. I'm too Jewish for Quebec. I'm too gay for just anybody. About, yeah. <laughs> Except for some hot dudes. Yeah. Um, Thousands of them, apparently. <laughs> well, dozens. All right. Um, good, Josh. Wait, let good. me check my grinder just a second. All right. Okay. Um, he just had sex now, by the way. Yeah, so I've, I've just, I, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm too pop for world music and folk music. I'm too world music and folk music for pop. <laughs> like, they don't know where to put me. I remember a while when you were really into, like, writing a hit. You're like, like I still am. Yeah. I mean, check out my new record. I'm still trying to write hilarious poppy tunes. But you can't make pop, I realized. Like, pop sort of has to make you. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't stop me. I like pop. I like, to me, like, a, it's like, whatever. The, a tree falls in the forest and nobody's there to hear it. Like, if I make a song... Like, who is it for? I'm not trying to self-sabotage myself. I'm not trying to make fancy, like, ooh, like, like uh, thinky art. I want to make a tune that makes a lot of people go, yeah, and, like, just whatever. Even if it's a, like, whatever, you can dance to it, you can, you can have sex to it, you can think about it, you can pump it in your Jeep. You know, it's like, that's the kind of music uh, I mostly like. I don't like avant-garde music, necessarily, even though... There you go. I'm, my music is kind of avant-garde and Yeah, but everything you draw from is a popular form that was there to you know, make people move That's their asses. It. or you Yeah. Know. I mean, I'm a little too weird. I just I – can't, I can't just make uh, like a Rihanna tune, like no matter how hard I try. Mm-hmm. And people – some people like it and sort of enough people to keep me in my shitty apartment, you know, eating and fucking and taking the shit. Why are you still in that apartment? Because it's so cheap. What do you pay a month? Five fifty. Jesus Christ! I pay five fifty. It's got two bedrooms, a living room, a bathroom, a kitchen. I renovated the kitchen and the bathroom. Yeah. Um, so they're actually really nice. The kitchen's awesome, and the bathroom is you can. It's you okay. did a reno in that basement apartment. Yeah. Well, because the the ceiling caved in, so <laughs> I, I had a friend who's an awesome uh, handyman come and we fixed it up. All right. Um, and like I'm never, I'm often not there. So I'm always on the road and stuff. So it's just like it's basically like a archive. There's a bed in it. There's a wicked little rumpus room where I can like yeah. do my thing. And you pay five fifty a month. You know what I mean? Like, sure, I could I could move. Yeah. Where? There's like, there's this sense to your like 
Why do I have to spiel? Why do I have to? You're like defending your life. Well, because you are attacking my life. You are making me have to rationalize. What do you mean you've done no such thing? You're like what? Appreciating (laughs) all right. Celebrating. Yeah, right. Brown. Shit to Disturber. Concern for Concern a for a friend, my ass. No, you act like you don't want to hear this, but you came here for it. Like you asked what? for this interview. We're talking. I haven't left. I haven't smashed this bottle of bourbon over your head and stabbed <laughs> you in the eye yet. I think the concern I have is not that you should like get <laughs> Why a Why do you have a concern? It's not that you should get a white picket <laughs> fence and have a little gaby or something. Like that's not, you know. Oy, oy, oy. I don't care. That's your, your business. That's <laughs> I'm not, it doesn't keep me up at night that you're not uh, in some sort of monogamous, you know. As an artist, I want to see you fulfill yourself. That's the thing. And, mm-hmm. like, I feel like there's still – I listened to the first 30 seconds of a few songs on your album, and I feel <laughs> like – Which album? People watching. Oh. Out now. Yeah. On Dare uh, to Care Records. There's still a layer of artifice. There's still something between you and, and, and your listener. Hmm. Like, there's, you're still not – you're still very controlled. What about you, bro? Are you just pure? Are you just like you just Jesse Brown right there for everybody to see and love? I do this too often to hide anything. You That's know? so not true. When I listen to your podcasts, you yeah. have this voice. You have this like voice that you're talking on your podcast. I have a big radio voice. Yeah, you have a bullshit radio voice. It's, it's different than my conversation. Absolutely. Voice. Yeah. Huh. And I recognize it from like back in the day. Like whatever, it works. You know. Actually, you sound great, and I think you. I think your your podcasts are amazing. Like I, I'm, I think you've done amazing work. Yeah, well, and it's important shit what you're doing. Thank you, man. Well, we're young men. We have we have time to figure it out. Cool. Yeah. Phew. I'm just getting used to middle age. You've been balding for twenty years. This is. You <laughs> are know, you balding yet? A little bit. There's a little something. Yeah. Well, something. you've been sort of balding like that for twenty years. All right. Well, I, I usually say. I hope thank you listen. You. I hope you listen to the. To the, to the rest of the songs, not just the first five seconds of them. I hope you listen to my podcast. Okay. Let's make, it, let's, make a, let's make a deal to try. We should make a deal to not. This is okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Enough of this Canadian media bullshit. Who cares about Canadian media anyway? <laughs> yeah. Usually I say thank you, but you wanted this, so you should probably. Uh... Jesse, thank you for having me on your podcast. You're very welcome, Josh. That is your Canada Land Show. I hope you enjoyed it. You can email me at jesse at canadalandshow.com. I read them all. I respond when I can. I'm on Twitter at Jesse Brown, and the show's website is at canadalandshow.com. Our crowdfunding site is patreon.com slash canadaland. I make this show with Katie Jensen. The next episode of Canada Land Commons will be up on Tuesday, and the next episode of Shortcuts will be up on Thursday. If you like this show, support it. Hey, I need you to pay close attention to this message. It is not an ad. This is about Canada Land, and this is about you. You need to know that the news crisis is about to get a lot worse. You've heard about the layoffs. We're about to have news closures, and it's very likely that we're going to be seeing the defunding of the CBC. Where are you going to get your information from? What can you do about this? You can support Canada Land. We need you to. And so for this month and this month only, you can become a Canada Land supporter and get everything our supporters get for just $2 a month. That is an almost 80% discount. The clock is ticking on this. It disappears at the end of the month, and then we will not offer it. We need your support. We need to keep news coverage alive in Canada. 
Go right now to canadaland.com slash join. And thank you.